If you were stranded on a deserted island, Oof. and you could have one tool from your tool tool trailer, <laughs> what would it be? Probably wouldn't want the battery saws. It'll probably won't last for too long. Although a corded saw would be Are you even worse. Yeah, that's very, <laughs> very true. Welcome to the Innovative Builder Podcast. I am your host, Ty Sunberg. In this episode, I sit down with Trim Supervisor Matt Ward where we talk about leadership, personal growth, and tree houses. Years ago, I did a radio, I got invited on a radio show mm-hmm. to talk about the company, and, you know, they're pausing for commercials, and then all of a sudden they're like, all right, three, two, one, and we're back, and everybody's, you know, bouncing. And wow. It's, That's you know, scary. It turned out all right, but it's still kind of a little bit freaky. Yeah, that would make me nervous. This is easy. Yeah, Nothing I like this. Yeah. So yeah, welcome, Matt, to the Innovative Builder Podcast. We are happy to have you. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah. So, um, my mind goes back to our first interview. Oh yeah. It's been a few years now. How long? Maybe just kind of go back a little bit and tell us about yourself, a little sure. personally, professionally. Yeah. So. It is February now. It was March. It will be four years to go this March since I found JNR. And uh, yeah, I had been doing carpentry for um, about five years. Mm -hmm. No, not quite that long. I think three years before that. Mm -hmm. And I had worked for two different companies, including myself. Yep. Because I actually had. After a year of working for somebody, I was like, oh, I got this. And the whole reason that I got into carpentry actually was to invest in real estate. I wanted to do the flipping houses, oh, and yeah. the HGTV stuff. And I was like, oh, the funnest part would be... Tree houses. Oh, yeah. We'll get to that. That'll, that'll come later. <laughs> that, yeah, that hadn't come up yet. But uh, I was like, you know what? The best part of that would be doing the work on the houses and not only that at the end of all of that you know how to build a house Mm -hmm. how a house works how to maintain a house life skills yeah 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 and so all of a sudden it was like that's what i gotta do and i switched from what i was doing which was nothing exciting working for somebody and then yeah got my contractor's license which isn't that hard to do oh yeah but it's a lot harder to do it when i was out there and people would ask me questions because at first it was like, oh, a little bit of tile here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can do that. Repair. A little bit of trim. Yeah. Yep. And I did that and that wasn't a, I was like, yeah, I got this. And then they'd ask me other questions like, hey, can you like lower my basement another like four feet? <laughs> I'm like, whoa, what? I don't even know how that would work. Now, not to say like that's the reason, but it was like there were so many questions where it was like, I want to know more structurally and things like that yeah and me being my own educator is not going to be the way that i get there right so i started working for another company um doing sips panels yep and so that's structurally insulated panels which is really fun i mean it's like it's framing yep but it's like a setting panels with a crane putting houses together yeah yeah and i got to Going back to almost like the tree houses, just being up high, I got to set the, you know, the roof trusses. So being up high, mm-hmm. nobody else wanted to do that. Everyone was afraid of heights. So. Yeah. so that was fun. But, you know, it was the same thing every day. And I feel like, I mean, I had that. Yep. You know, they were ready to ask me to be a foreman. And I was like, I just don't know if I want to do the same, same exact thing. And I never got to see the end result. That always bugged me. Sure. So you'd just go in for the framing and, and then other crews would do the trim and you'd yeah. be on to the next framing job yeah, we were just a subcontractor oh so you were just doing the framing that was it yeah that so you would it. never have an opportunity to come back no nothing i mean we gotcha. did do we did do some remodels but they were more um commercial sure and so we got hands on a little bit of the trim but the like the trim was more of the stuff that i enjoyed mm-hmm. from my first job where I just kind of did a lot of different things with a contractor. Yep. And then ready for a change. And 
I was planning on moving to Duluth. My cousin had moved up here. From the cities, right? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Grew up in Forest Lake and then lived in St. Paul for six or seven years. Yep. Just didn't really like the city life. And yeah, I'd visited my cousin a few times in Duluth. I'm like, this is awesome. Mm -hmm. This is awesome. And I'll never forget when I stayed at my cousin's house on the way to that to the interview with you and he lives in superior and i was driving across that bridge Mm -hmm. and the sun was rising over the lake i'm like yeah this is it (laughs) this is the right decision this is Mm -hmm. awesome so kind of fell in love with duluth at that point i did yeah Yeah, that was it and i'd only ever stay there you know a few times for a little bit but that was i remember it was a beautiful day sunny day when you showed up that morning yeah was it you said it was february it was March. It's February now, so next month it'll be four years. So okay. it was March. Yeah, I was March nineteenth. Warmer day, but hmm. it, it could have been, been. It could have been a warmer March day. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. How'd that interview go? I'm trying to remember. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Uh, no, it went really well. It felt like the, you know, it just felt like talking. You know, it was the other thing that I love about being a carpenter. It's like. I don't need to dress up in a suit and tie <laughs> for this interview. I can just talk like this. Yeah. I think and you had pretty long hair. <laughs> if I remember it. Yeah, I did. Definitely. Like, who's but, this punk? What's I know. I've heard that a lot. <laughs> like, who's this hockey kid? I was like, I never played hockey, but my hair looked like it. Some That's surfer it kid. Yeah. But, no, the I think the interview went really well. I think I was surprised. I don't know if you just looked older, but when we found out we were the same age, <laughs> I was like, oh, whoa. That's interesting. This is this is cool. So, yeah, the rest is. Was it just a single interview? I think it was. It was back then, yeah. I probably called you ten minutes later, and it was probably the next day or something. Yeah, what was it? It was. I was still. I had one other thing that I was thinking about doing, and I'm really glad that that didn't work out. So I just wanted a time to think about it. How'd you hear about us? (laughs) Treasure. Yeah. So. It's a funny story. So I, um, I couldn't find anything on Craigslist, or there wasn't hardly any ads. <laughs> and what I ended up doing was I was trying to call builders. I just looked at you know, you know, home builders in Duluth. Yeah. And I ended up calling a designer by accident. Some designer I don't remember. Okay. The company name. But he's like, well, I can give you you know some recommendations. Yep. And, you know, he said, you know, J&R something, you know, something like that. And then there was a BBC hmm. something. I just remember something. I'm like, okay. He gave me a list of like five. Hmm. I was like, okay. And then he's like, what you should do is go to the Arrowhead Builder Association and look on there. Like on their and, website? Yeah. And then, because those are credited builders. Yeah, yeah. start calling. So I wanted to look up those ones that I remember first. And it was funny. Uh, I had called um, both Brucklemeyer Brothers and JNR, and I think I those the of everyone that I had called, the only two companies that I actually talked to a human right away, and I at Brucklemeyer's they told me to yeah just go online and fill out the application, and Ray was like, "Well, just send me your resume." I was like, "That's easier. I got that ready to go." <laughs> <laughs> so that was it. I sent my resume and. I'd heard right back, like, yeah, well, you could, we can have an interview as early as, you know, whenever hmm. you pick when you want to start. I was like, holy cow. Yeah. And I, I had put in my two weeks the same day that I went, that I, what was it? Yeah, that I had reached out to Ray and he's, established uh so you were already moving forward i was moving forward yeah and then i think you <laughs> my my boss had called me and said hey can we talk it's <laughs> <laughs> like are you thinking about leaving and i was like oh no it's like yeah they probably reached out to you huh oh for the reference yes funny yes i, I that's right i remember calling <laughs> on the references might have been i never knew that surprised yeah yeah, so he I was planning on telling him that. Good. He was just like, "Oh yeah, Matt's good worker." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, one of the yeah. little life lessons. Yeah, I'd gotten a I saw his, he was calling, and I was like, "He never calls me." <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> like, yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, here cool. we are. 
What did you uh, work on right away? What crew did you jump on? I worked with Connor, and Alex was here at the time, and we were working on the, uh, the, which house is that? The, the, uh, the show house, the. Oh, Glenwood. Glenwood, yes. Ah, that's right. Yes, and we were on the. You kind of got on at a pretty exciting time, really, yeah. thinking back now. Because that was a project that, it was for sure a turning point. Whether sure. or not it was that project or just the time. Right. But it feels like that's when we kind of put ourselves on the map. Sure, yeah. As contractors in town. Yeah. Hmm. I believed it. I figured you guys were, were there. <laughs> you got suckered in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, uh, did you just jump right into trim? No, I was, I mean, what we did there, well, yeah, we did the rough, and then we'd finish trimming that place out, and then... Oh, you actually did shingles there. Yeah. I remember that now. Yeah. Because you had a little bit of roofing experience. Yep. Yep. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I had a little bit of a lot, but not everything. Mm-hmm. And probably the most in trim. Um, and then I think I worked with Connor for a while. I don't think I ever worked with Rory because it was Jim, Rory, Connor, and Nate. Mm. I think that was it. I remember framing, helping frame on that Glenwood house, but... At that point, I was trying to do project management. Sure, but yeah. A little easier back then. It was slower, you know. We mm-hmm. only had four or five jobs at a time going on. Right, right. I shouldn't say it was slower. It was just smaller. Right. Yeah, hmm. but then I then I ended up working with Nate. Yep. And then it would kind of transition every now and then. I think I worked with Nate the most. I'd be with Rory a little bit, then with Connor, just for different projects. Yep. And back then, you know, we all got together to pour a concrete, everybody from oh, the company. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Good old days. I know. You, Yeah, you were there too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I still, I mean, I got out on a concrete pour probably a year ago. Oh, well. Was that where your kids were like, what are you dressing up for? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They're all like, what? Va- high-vis vest? What are you doing, Dad? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it's. It's kind of sad in some ways. Yeah. Miss that a little bit. But yeah. Everyone's got to have their shot at it too, you know. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how long did you work before you became a foreman or supervisor? That's a good question. Maybe two years? Yeah. Because you ended Most up working things. under Nate pretty much like probably a year in, like you all of a sudden were I was focusing. full-time with Nate, yeah. And you guys were doing trim. and. Yep. I think around that time we were trying to get our crews like specialized. Yeah. So Connor and Rory would kind of do foundation and framing. Right. And, what, and then you guys would come in and We'd at the halfway point and like take yep. the job to the completion. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah, I think I think it was around the end of the year, so it must have been pretty close to the two-year mark. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and ba- you basically dove right into trim because you took, if I remember right, that's when Nate, is that when Nate was promoted to project manager? Yeah. So you yeah. had to take his place. I took his place, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think, you know, during that time, I mean, Nate Nate did a lot of, you know, talking to subcontractors, which isn't something I do as much, you know, I don't hardly do that now. Yeah, he was like a, he was kind of almost like a part-time PM. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Basically, yeah. when I was PMing and we had a couple of supervisors on the ground, I was more high level because I was trying to deal with the other business stuff. Right. So they were more general yeah. project management on right. the ground. Yeah. And our new our model lately is more letting the supervisors focus on training and yeah. um, really, really just getting that skill set ingrained in the next guys so that they can eventually move to the project manager right. role. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um cool. What uh what have you learned over the past couple of years in kind of a leadership role or what what's something that stood out to you or been like a personal growth? Yeah. Um let's see. I know that 
when you know when I became a supervisor I I was you know for the first time in a while I was put into uncomfortable situations yep and like really uncomfortable situations like I don't know if I'm ready for this I don't know if I can you know do this I remember you know Connor was having his baby mm-hmm. and this was shortly after I'd been promoted and you know I'd only ever worked with you know a guy or two yeah um for a very short period of time and now I had four guys doing roofing stuff which I know roofing but it's not you know it's not my forte yeah um and I went to that job and I remember thinking to myself I'm like you know I'm nervous I got all these you know feelings and say yep. you know, my the butterflies the yep. and then I just listened to something that was saying hey you know like excitement has like the same feelings and oh, I was yeah, like yeah. I'm like I'm just I'm gonna change my psychology I'm I'm excited yep and it worked a little bit <laughs> and but after I was done with that project I felt like I was unstoppable yep and I remember I remember you know I was like this is big like getting myself in uncomfortable situations I've never thought about it that way you know I I avoid them like there's a this is one place that I recognize it was at my last company you know we had a lull to drive around yep and everybody would just jump on that and hop in there so everybody knew how to drive it yeah oh I was too nervous to learn how to drive it yeah so I never did but you know then I come here and you know I see people that are have never you know driven a machine like that and they're like oh yeah let me do it and I was like that's it like you got to be excited about it yeah and I was like if there's anything that I'm gonna you know teach to other people and try to do myself is to not only put myself in uncomfortable situations but get excited about it yeah so that was that was one thing that was big and then I think the next thing was not just training people to be good carpenters it was like I need to I need to train these guys to be good leaders yep because when we have another new guy or somebody comes to help that isn't as experienced in trim mm-hmm. you know then they can like take over like, oh i got you i can show you this oh yeah that builds, I, builds I, our confidence yes and when i see that i'm like this is that's awesome oh yeah so that was another yeah another big mindset shift that i learned here for sure yeah no and it's been fun i mean i think i think you've kind of earned the title as i mean you're basically our self-help ambassador i would say yeah i mean you've I will reflect a little bit. When I first interviewed you, I honestly thought this guy's—he's a little too enthusiastic, yeah. which I was fine. I'm like, you know, he's giving his best shot. He's trying. He's—he's yep. he's a little over the top, though. Yep. And to this day, that hasn't changed. Yeah. So that's just who you are. Mm-hmm. And I know there's been a lot of guys under you that have learned a lot about attitude and leadership, and so yeah. we can definitely. Thank you for that contribution. It's been, it's been awesome. Absolutely, yeah. And that doesn't come natural to everybody, you know. So, you know, it's kind what? of a little I, gift to. And I don't know. Build on. Right. I don't know that it did. You know, my, I mean, just a quick backstory. Um, you know, I had, I got married young, and I completely changed who I was because mm-hmm. I was I was that energetic, excited, as happy a kid, person. Or? Yeah, as a kid as a, you know, a young adult. And then I just, I just changed, you know, Mm. for somebody and the, it it just, I, you know, that person was very, very depressed constantly. And then that, you know, just brought me down. Oh yeah. And, um, you know, it was the, I got the best thing out of it. You know, my son who I have full time and, I will never forget, you know, I was watch. I started watching videos after that, you know, breakup. And I was like, I, I got to find who I was, you know, right. who, go back to go back to who I was like, I don't even know who I am now. Yeah. And I started watching all these videos and listening, you know, Tony Robbins is someone I talk about all the time. And one thing he said, it was, you know, if you can take the 
find a way to take the worst day of your life and make it the best day of your life. Right. You'll have Extreme. a changed life. Yeah. yeah. And, but that's it. It honestly, it wasn't that hard and it felt amazing to do that. Hmm. And then I just, I just fell in love with learning about that stuff, learning about psychology and finding out what I can do to better myself, change myself. Yep. And then if I can pass that on, like that's through just, your example. Yeah. Yeah. Or even, you know, if somebody's whatever, like, Hey, I right. see you're looking at it this way. Right. You I've know? been there, buddy. Let me help you out. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And I think that helps. It's like, I have been there. I've been, I've been low, you know, Yep. but and we all have low moments, but we don't right. have to stay there. So I just try not to stay there. That's yeah. why, you know, yeah. I like being happy and excited more. <laughs> so it's way funner. It is. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, and you've had uh, you've had employees or workers on your team over the years that have struggled, and you've had to yeah. you've had to work with them. And yeah. I think one of the things here at JNRS is, as leaders, like we we invest in our team, yeah, right, and mm-hmm. we and we want to help everybody, even if it goes beyond the professional side of it, because right. we know that it it benefits, right? Oh, one hundred percent. And I think that's one thing we learned, even. You know, thinking back a little bit to when you first started, like it was tough at times. I know you had daycare and Yeah. You know, before you met Jess you were trying to Oh yeah. You were the single dad with a full time kid and right. you literally were trying to pull off seven to five thirty every day. Right. And basically that was logistically a challenge. Yeah. It was I tough. And there was days as you're as a foreman where the daycare was closed and Right. You were running out of options. I think my wife right. even a couple of times ended up with. Absolutely. But n- not to toot my own horn or my wife's horn, but right. I grew through that too. And sure. Nate and I remember we've talked about it like, hey, yeah. we've had to learn to be flexible. Right. You know, and, and invest. And, you know, I think we're we're happy with that investment that we've made. It's, right. you know, here we are four years later and, you know, Matt's career is progressing and. I'm sure there's more to come. So. Right. Yeah. Thank God for Jess. She's <laughs> best thing that ever happened. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's, I, I don't know. There's a lot of growth and challenges. Yeah. And but that's what, that's what, I mean, the challenges are the growth, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. the good times and the easy times, there's no growth. Yeah. What do you learn? Yeah. What do you learn? Right. You, you're that just learning what everybody else already knows. Yeah. Right. And it's them struggles where it's like, you have conviction now with this, mm-hmm. whatever this thing is. Like, yeah, I'm not going down that road again, or, right. or I I want to go down this path, you know, yeah. based on experience. Yep. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I think I think, you know, the teaching aspect of our jobs is mm. is awesome. Like, yeah. You know, when when we can have that kind of an attitude around here to to help yeah. the other guys on the team and the other gals. Yeah. And, and really, just wanna help and teach right and that goes all the way through to our sales team selling work you know right sure yeah i've definitely noticed that i mean you know i got into carpentry because i love the carpentry found out while doing it that wow this is awesome yep you know my stomach would tell me it's lunchtime i didn't have to look at my phone exactly but now you know now that i've been doing it longer i find like i you know i enjoy the the teaching of it yep there's one thing to you know do nice work and right but there's another thing to yep. train somebody to do nice work. Or put out the content, the educational content. Yeah. And yes. You know, I imagine that has been kind of fun for you. Yeah, that's been that's been pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that I would fill that role like I have. But it yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. Yeah. And it just so happens that that you know, that content fits our marketing plan, you know. Right. Wanting to let our customers get to know us better and trust us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, Hey, if Matt Ward's going to teach us how to hang a door and put it out to the world. Yeah. There's probably a good chance he knows how to hang a door. Right. You know? Yeah. So Mm -hmm. that's been fun. Yeah. I've enjoyed it. Huh? Well, what, uh, we kind of look forward in your career. Obviously you have the whole rest of your life in front of you. Yeah. Um, what do you see in your future? At JNRS? Building tree houses. <laughs> <laughs> it always comes back to that, doesn't it? it? It's, yeah, 
it's the funny thing is is it's not out of the realm of possibility for us honestly like yeah if there's a market for it let's do it you know? right well this podcast would help with that yeah let's let's do it get everyone in like hey i heard you guys are <laughs> doing tree houses absolutely yeah it's i mean we we talk about vrbos and yeah you know properties and mm-hmm. you know all of us sunbergs have this you know curiosity and passion for real estate so yeah yeah see where that goes but right it's funny when i you know i went to a treehouse building workshop in oh, pennsylvania because yeah, yeah i I just love the idea and that was the whole whole idea was to um you know start building some treehouse vrbos airbnbs yeah and i remember there was only a class of like five of us yeah and everybody there had you know a treehouse they wanted to build in their backyard or something but we're at this place you know it's this treehouse world every you know one of these workshops they build another treehouse and there's just tons of them mm-hmm. and i was like oh, i want to i want to make them as, you know build them and make them as rental properties and then he was like oh okay and now you see that i mean it wasn't like the first time that was you know treehouse airbnbs were already a thing but you know he i mean the the guy that was doing it hadn't really thought about it well then like a year later i saw a post on their on Instagram that mm-hmm. was like, hey, here's a cool idea. If you want to want us to build you a treehouse, you could turn it into a VRBO. Like, <laughs> well, look at that. So I just yeah, I love the love the idea. I love. The and trees now it's being done. Fun. I mean, you it see is it all over the place now. I'm pretty sure. The Have you ever stayed one, in one? You know what? I was going to <laughs> that weekend, but it was pretty expensive, and I decided instead to refund my money and go do the treehouse workshop instead. Right. So, no, I haven't. Huh. I know, which is crazy. I, I think know, I would have thought for sure you would have at least, you got to get that on your bucket list if it's not already. Yeah, it, well, yeah, <laughs> it is. My, the inspiration came from the movie Swiss Family Robinson, the old Disney movie, mm. and they get shipwrecked on an island, and they make the most of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it looks amazing. They build a just awesome treehouse. Is that where it all started for that, you? Yeah, oh, for sure. And I remember the, I still still would love to do this they had the, the parents had their master bedroom and like a separate limb of the tree i was like that's perfect <laughs> that sounds awesome what in the world so someday that's probably a more unique career goal than most if i had to guess yeah yeah and that's the thing i'm that i've ever since you know thinking about real estate it's ever you know i've learned so much and it's just kind of evolved, and I'm like, this sounds like the most fun, coolest <laughs> thing ever. So, yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to have a treehouse division. <laughs> yeah, I've got that. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got the job, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, in between now and treehouses, you know, you and I have talked about kind of your future. and Yeah. You know, I think another thing that's pretty interesting is when we hired you, you kind of had like a, a five-year plan to go on your own. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, you know, last time you and I chatted, we kind of talked about that and you were kind of like, well, you know, it's, I've learned a lot, but I don't feel like I've learned enough yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of, as you look at putting your tent stakes in a little deeper, you know, wanting to focus on stability for your family and things yeah. like that yeah um but yeah i think you know the last time you and i chatted we talked a lot about even the next step for you at jnrs mm-hmm. talked about pro- possibly project management or sales yeah. or yeah yeah and i think you know have you thought about that at all oh yeah oh yeah since then yeah it's probably so, what, a couple months ago probably yeah a few months ago a few months ago yeah but yeah you know they're i mean they're both at least the way i see it you know pretty different you know i'm sure that they have they're customer facing maybe that's you know both them different roles yeah and you know i think each one would would cause you know immense growth in areas that you know i would love to see growth yeah 
um, you know, I see Nate and, you know, like seeing how Rory has, you know, evolved into his, you know, role. It's yeah. like, wow. That, like, yeah, you know, I just didn't see that, you know, but I also didn't work with Rory as much. I mean, I knew that he was a great leader, mm-hmm. you know, and, but then he just, you know, working with him now, it's like, oh yeah, this guy's, he's got this. Yeah. He's crushing it. Yeah. And, but there's, you know, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that, you know, hear a little bit about and you see a little bit and it's like, okay, like that, you know, it'd be setting down the, the hammer and, and nails and like, okay, that, you know, this could be really cool. And I, and I would love to either one of them mm-hmm. or both, Yeah, you know? So I know sales, like, you know, I, I think that once I, once we start talking, to anybody, you know, uh, you know, I'm good, but I'm always nervous. Not like natural to me to yeah. just like, you know, have rapport with somebody or do that. You know, it's like, it's something that I've, you know, tried to educate my own, educate myself on, yep. on my own. But to do that in a professional setting would force, you know, act because I don't go out and mm-hmm. talk to people based on what I've learned. Yeah. It just helps me interact with the customer right now. Yeah, and I think. You know, with your nature, your positivity, and your, you know, care and pa- desire to help, mm-hmm. you know, I think everybody around here knows you'd be great at either one of them. Sure. You know, your experience on the PM side, you've you've got a good balance of experience to be able yeah. to run multifaceted projects. Yeah. Um, but you've also got a desire to help people, so you'd be able right. to sell. Yeah. But I think what's interesting about that, even both of them roles, like... I kind of like this idea that there's no such thing as like a stereotypical salesperson yeah. or project manager. Right. I mean, there's got to be qualities that sort of come somewhat natural, but right. Um, I even look at our sales team, you know, Jason, Sam, they're not just the guys that are out cheerleading and yeah, you know, they just be themselves and right. that's how they sell. Sure. And they have a desire to help people. Right. And I don't know. I kind of, that's my theory on on that. Yeah. Um, there's no doubt enthusiasm sells and, you know, sure. sales is the transfer of enthusiasm. Yeah. You know, so if it comes more natural like it does for you, you're just going to be that much better sooner. Right. Um, right. Shorter learning curve maybe. Right. But I think there's a stereotype, even with, especially with sales, that... Oh, for sure. You have to be born sales or you can't do it. Right. Like, I, I don't believe that. Yeah. Right. Um so no i agree i definitely have you know i've got an uncle he's like the sales president and he you know that's him he talks to everybody always like he i mean just anybody and (laughs) you just see it's like oh that's what you got to be to be a salesman you know yeah but and they're good salesmen sure you know it's not it's not that they're not good salesmen right but i just feel like in our line of work we have a such a personal type of service right mm-hmm. we're going into people's existing homes a lot of times while they're living there and trying to coexist and transform their spaces yes it just takes so much more of a deeper trust yeah at the end of the day the the way to gain trust is to like is that guy being honest with me is he right is he being himself right because if he if you're trying to be somebody somebody you're not to me that puts off this aura of you people can see right through they, that. They see right through that yeah yeah um it's hard because we're going through sales training. Like there are some fundamentals that we need to teach and processes you want to follow. And so like even scripting, like you're trying to like remember scripts and that can kind of come across as false, especially early on. So like harder to gain the trust of the customer, but that stuff becomes more natural. And then over time. Right. And I'm sure you kind of find your, your own word. Like I've, yeah, you so modify. Con- I've got this. Like I, because oh, yeah. that's what it is, right? You know, just having that confidence and yeah, confidence, confidence breeds integrity, and yes, you know, integrity breeds results. You're right. So right. Yeah. 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 What uh, What's been the biggest challenge as a supervisor? Let's see. I would say 
personally, it's, um, I think speed and, you know, having, you know, a good idea of when we're, when we're going to be done with something that seems to be a, it's hard and trim. <laughs> it's very, yeah, it's very hard. I'm like, well, we've got this and this, so you'll be done, you know, by Thursday. It's like, well, maybe, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Thursday comes and you're like, oh, next Thursday. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Often that's what it is, you know, because I'm definitely picky. I don't call myself a perfectionist anymore because I think that's an unachievable standard mm-hmm. and therefore a low standard. So, But my standard is high. And not afraid to take the time to redo something or to adjust when it needs to be done. Um, so I think that has, you know, slowed me down a little bit. But I'm, you know, still try to focus on what can I learn? How can I? How can we make this process more, more efficient? Um, and then the other thing that I I am learning is decisiveness. Hmm. I, you know, I love being in these roles and having a problem I got to, in myself to, sure. you know, to try to, you know, break out of. Yep. And decisiveness, has, I've always been fairly indecisive now. I try not to give myself like that identity, like I'm an indecisive person. Right. Because then, you know, right. we always go back to like who we identify ourselves as. And... So, but I've struggled with that and, you know, I still do, but I notice it a lot more now. I'm like, Hey, you haven't made the decision yet. You got to make the decision to move forward. Cause that's the most important thing. What do you think could hold you back or what, what would you say is the most common reason you struggle to make a decision? I think it's. You know, seeing, I'm, I'm looking through each way this could go, all the different perspectives, and they all have their goods and their too many bads. Op- not, too many options. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of variables, especially with trim, which I love. I trim love and remodeling trim. in general. Yeah, big time. Yeah. And so sometimes you got to just sit back and, and just think about this. And, you know, and sometimes it's like, oh, I shouldn't have made that decision. But I think what I've been practicing now is like, you know, the most important thing is making the decision. And that's what makes yeah. a good leader is the you sooner, gotta decide yeah. and may and you know, start moving. Yeah, because the sooner you move to the failure, yeah, the sooner you can adjust and yes. find the next solution. Exactly. Because that just time is valuable, right? right? At the end of the day. Yeah. 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 And that, we definitely I think our leadership supports that. Yeah. Like Make a decision and roll, right? Even if it means failing, yeah, and having to take the other fork, because you could sit back and wait three days for a decision, and then, right, you know, you lost all kinds of productivity and right momentum, and yep, yep, yep. Huh? That's interesting what you said about uh, perfectionism as a low standard. I mean, I agree with that. I just never considered it that way. I guess. Yeah. You know, like some people, are like oh, you know, my, you know, I'm a, I'm a perfectionist. You know, it's kind of like a humble brag, but right. I, but it's, I agree, it's totally a low standard. It's probably something I said more in my of a interview. Condition. <laughs> yeah, that's a stereotypical. Right. Oh, I'm response. a perfectionist. <laughs> that's my weakness. Oh man. <laughs> what's what's one of your weaknesses? <laughs> oh, I'm a perfectionist. I'm just. I don't know when to stop working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah. No, it was another thing I learned from, from Tony Robbins, and you know, I had always identified myself as a perfectionist (laughs) and that's the way he said it was that perfection is unachievable and therefore the lowest standard and not to say like you know shouldn't shoot for things that seem unachievable it's like no like perfection is it's perfection you're you're that's i think that's probably the other side of the decision making process is is that striving for I don't want to say perfection, but you know, like unachievable. Yes. Yes. And that, that slows you down, holds you back. So yeah. So I don't allow myself to identify that way anymore. You know, it was the same thing. My, my mom always told me that I was shy and she called herself shy. 
And one day I'm like, what does shy get me? Like being Were shy. Were you shy? Was I shy? I, I identified myself as shy. For sure. You you thought you were. Yeah, and absolutely. You, and you were. Absolutely. Huh. And I mean, I'm sure that I had those characteristics as a kid. And then, you know, that that identity was given to me as shy. And I took that. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm shy. But one day I was like, I'm sitting in my car, like terrified to go into this interview or whatever, because I'm just, not just because I'm, I'm, I'm shy. I'm so shy. Mm-hmm. Can't do this. Or can't go talk to that person because I'm shy. I'm like this this sucks. I don't want to be shy. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. When did I decide that? Like, well, a while ago, I was like, oh, I'm changing that. So I do not define myself as shy now. Yeah. No, I, 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 that surprises me. I never would have thought you were shy at any point in your life. It's not natural. It's just something I'm like, that's cool. No. And Jess has definitely helped teach me that. Mm -hmm. And it was something that, you know, it's like, Hey, if you find somebody that's, you know, you know, has some of the characteristics that you want. And I think in some of the way, like around my family, I was a lot more like, like, you know, Jess, she's just got such awesome energy, such high energy. Oh, yeah. And she brought that back out of me. Yes. And I met her. She's great. Yeah. Yeah. She's awesome. And it was like, oh my gosh, that's who I used to be. That's, but she's a, you know, she, she doesn't say that, you know, she doesn't feel that way, but she's like that around, you know, lots of people and she can just have that energy. I'm like, I need to be able to like dance when people are watching or like, you know, Ray and the or Christmas party when he was doing those three the sales training. The, yeah. The three piggy. Three, yeah. And he was just three, pi- three little pigs impersonation. Yeah. Be comfortable with embarrassing, embarrassing <laughs> yourself. Like, oh, yeah. Man. So Getting outside like, of your comfort bubble. Yes. It's oh, huge. Yeah. 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 That, that presentation terrifies me every year. Like I, <laughs> yeah, but it's like, you know what? I always finish. Yeah. Feeling really good. Yeah. Right. Because it's like, it's kind of getting out of a cold shower. Right. Yeah. Just, I don't know what it is. Right. You get, it's coming more natural to you. Well, I don't know. They got me on a podcast of all things. So. Hey, right. I know. <laughs> hey, if it helps, let's do it. <laughs> right. No, but we do need to, right? We need to identify. Um, Jade and I went through a growth plan this morning mm-hmm. for him and we identified some uncomfortable growth goals that he wants to achieve, you know, yeah. and yeah. that's going to require going outside of what's comfortable. Right. You know, I know. And I think we need to all be doing that. Right. Right. Like, yeah. If you're not, it's like, you know, do you fit in this organization? I don't know. I'm not saying we all have to every day. I don't know. We need some yeah. level of desire to self-improve, I guess. Yeah. No, I think that's, and it's huge. different per person and per nature right you know it can border on discontentment is kind of my theory right like we need to we need to find contentment with who we are and what we do and yeah um who we're with and so on but right right no and i think you know it's i think everybody wants to grow if you're not growing you're dying Mm -hmm. and Getting out of your comfort zone is just one of those really difficult things, but it's where some of the most, almost, I mean, almost all the growth comes from. Mm-hmm. You know, you might not put yourself there, but something happens that's really uncomfortable, yep. and the amount of growth afterwards is just crazy. Yep. So, yeah, putting yourself there, and if you can find a way to get excited about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Keep, I, yeah, still try. How's, uh, how's Jess doing? She's doing good. Good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I can tell when you guys are together, you just enjoy the heck out of each other. I just think of the couple Christmases we've seen you guys, and you feed off each other, and yeah. that's awesome to find yeah. somebody like that. Right, yeah, and it was, it was instant, you know? Yeah, and that's, that's awesome. And I was like, you know, at first I'm like, hey, like, you know, you married the wrong person right away. For Like, calm down. I was like, no, but, like, <laughs> this is crazy i'd never felt this way and this was instant like a, just an instant connection hmm. right away yeah 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 they say you know kind of off of that they say you're we're all an average of our five closest friends yeah you know yeah. and i think that even goes to maybe the five people we work with or, Oh, absolutely right so we need to all all have that desire to grow right to help the others so that they can kind of 
help us. And, right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, we're around the people we work with the most. So if we can help them yeah. grow, then we can all grow together. And we talk about that all the time. It's like you're you're at work, what, 10 hours of your day, you know, and you get yeah. a few hours in the evening with your family. Yeah. And weekends, but right. it's about the same amount of time, you know, yeah. so it pays to invest in oh, yeah. your work relationships. Yep. Um, maybe not quite as much as your personal relationships, but, right. you know, but you might more well than what most people, you know, do. Yep. Yeah. So. Agreed. Sweet. Well, we got some questions for you, Matt. Okay. Let's hear them. Jamie is wondering, what is your favorite tool? What is my favorite tool? Oof. That's a good question. I really like my impact. It's just a very simple tool, but I do love it. Just your everyday, it's kind of like your right hand. Yeah, it is. Part of your body. Right. That's, I mean, I finally got, you know, something similar for my for my house. I'm like, I don't have to go outside because it's always in my truck. It's like, I need one inside. <laughs> you just, I mean, use it all the time. And, but... Other than I think Jamie's going to be disappointed if you just leave it at the impact. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that my next favorite is probably, maybe this could be something that I miss, but um, I, the track saw has been a oh, yeah. just game changer. Yeah. Complete game changer. I think any trim carpenter would agree with you on that. Yeah. The, I mean, the amount of things that you can do with a track saw is incredible. Yeah. Versus trying to hold a sheet of plywood flat on a table saw and yeah yeah make or, long cuts yeah or, or if you've got to make an extension jam that goes from you know a half inch to one inch over you know seven feet yeah to do that on the table saw you either have to set up a jig or, or you have to freehand it. it which right. never comes out looking that great it's not very safe unless you can caulk it which just no the track saw you just put those two marks and you set your track right on it Sam bam thank you ma'am it's done yeah it's awesome i thought you were going to say that one that's a good yeah. one jennifer's wondering if you could have one meal for the rest of your life what would it Oof. be you like food you're kind of a foodie well i, well, I like or you like to eat food. i like i like to eat food i do get i do get hungry at times <laughs> and at those times i eat the yeah fishing trips i've been known to Pick up the leftovers. Clean up the plates after everyone. Yeah. Leaves. Yeah. But I am a I'm an efficient eater. I, I enjoy my you know, my medium rare steak and but I blend up my food and just get it down a lot of times too. I have my smoothies with my Oh really? With my spinach and hmm. get my fruit vegetables and yeah, get it down. Get it quick. Yeah. Hmm. Um Well you don't look like you're eating too much. <laughs> you must be No. Must be working. Working it off. Right. So is that so, your is that your one meal? <laughs> Smoothie? No. I mean, that would be efficient. Yeah. But boy, I'm really bad with favorites. I've never liked favorites. It's like I I'll give you a top three, top five. Yeah. I I love a steak. Oh yeah. I love a steak. It's one of the foods that I really enjoy cooking. Oh yeah. Is steak. I don't love to cook, but steak and breakfast food. So I could have breakfast food all the time. But yeah. Steak and breakfast food. Yep. Jennifer, if she's happy with that. <laughs> if she's not, she'll let you know. She'll let me know. Come up with something else. All right, Nate. What is the, Nate's wondering, what is the most rewarding part of doing trim, and what is the most challenging part? Oh, boy. Good question, Nate. Um the most rewarding part of doing trim is, I mean, it's the, I mean, it's the finished product. It's the, you hand the keys to the customer. You're like, this is, this is it. Your house is done. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it looks amazing. It's, there's excitement around everything yeah, you're doing. Right. But I think more specifically, I, really like the really complex like detailed 
tasks that I can just really focus on. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, whether it, we, you know, we had one in this remodel where we cut this built in bench slash radiator cover, um, off and then built a wall right there. And I had to piece it back together in a way to try to make it match the other side. And I'm just staring at it. I'm like, what the heck are we going to do here Mm -hmm. with what we got or, you know, what we can get to make this look good. And, you know, it took a little bit and like, okay, we can do this, this. And then it came out. I was like, that looks awesome. That was so (laughs) much fun. And I spent, you know, time on it, Yeah. but it looks amazing. And then our Eastridge project that I was doing those stairs Yeah. where you could see the stringers. Yep. We had the plexiglass risers, everything exposed. exposed. And that took, oof, that was some coffee and head scratching and and thinking about, but. Got some good videos out of that too. Yeah. That, but that's just so much fun. Yeah. Like doing that and then seeing the end result is yeah. so rewarding. And it'll be there for the life of the home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. People are going to be looking at it and yeah. walking on it every day. Yep. So you got strength, you've got structure, you've got yeah. functionality, you've got right. code requirements. I know. Uh, finish requirements. All in one. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of crazy. I can see that. Your finishes, your framing, and your yeah. on all that. So... I think the biggest challenge goes back to, you know, at least for me is, you know, production mm-hmm. for, you know, just the standard that I have just, and, you know, just constantly working on how can we achieve that standard faster, you know, more efficiently. So yeah. try to scale the, scale the slow, tedious side of, yeah trim yep yeah yep so for me it's a challenge yeah it really is i mean i think back to when i was doing it i did not enjoy trim i was more the get or done kind of guy yeah i liked concrete and framing right i think you either like it or you hate it yeah that's what i found there's not a whole lot of people that are in between right in the middle yeah i think you're right would you say that a lot of the customers' frustrations come out of that phase of the project? Uh, yeah, because that's when all finally so. they can see <laughs> that this is like, is this what it's going to look like? Yeah, they're holding like, well, up their drawing. Like, yeah, like, right. Well, come on, that's a drawing. <laughs> that's a, Right, and, and we're not quite done yet. Yeah, yeah so, that's a big part. We're not done yet. Right, so people can, people can see it for the first time, like what it's actually going to look like yep. and what it does look like, but there's little pieces that are missing. Yep. And there's... There's days of putting those little pieces together, those yep. little things that, you know, mm-hmm. that people notice. And, of course, it's all part of it. So, yeah, I think that's definitely. How? What have you learned? I'm sure you've dealt with some yeah. tough customers. Oh, for sure. Kind of like, what do you got going on? What? No, yeah. Well, this isn't what we talked about. Or No, no. I mean, I just, hearing you ask the question, I'm like, it's just a, uh, it's a confidence. It's like, I'm, I, I'm so confident. I'm like, we will get the end result that you want, no matter what, no matter what. I promise you, guarantee it. So, How, where does that kind of confidence come from? Um, you know, I would say a little bit comes from you know just having the high standard that you know that I have and that I know that, you know, I know that I needed to bring to, to JNR. Um, but that level of confidence comes from, you know, the leaders of this company, you and Jim and Ray for sure have, uh, allowed that, allowed that freedom to, and not only that, um, I just, I always know we're going to deliver every time we do. And I'm so confident. I mean, I've got people that like, hey, I see you, you know, is, you work for a construction company. Um, you know, we've got this going on. We've got this addition that a family member did. Like, this is a job that we did. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they just left halfway in the middle of it. And it's just this problem. We've had engineers come out and they're like, oh, my gosh, like, da-da-da. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I was like, just call. I'm yeah. like, we got it. I, and I just know that. Yeah. And then the other side of it, you know, I, my, my favorite quote from Jim was the, um, we'll get it right if it costs every dollar 
JNRS, <laughs> which might uh, not be very scalable, but <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's the, that's the right mindset. Yeah, and I and I also look back to the times when I was faced with them challenges and mm-hmm. go back to the office and be like, um, Dad, what in the world are we gonna do? Yeah, you know, I botched it. I didn't communicate properly. Yeah. We've got thousands of dollars installed. Right. The customer's not happy, you know. Right. And there was never a question of, well, we're just going to have to bill them a change order and right. You know, they're going right. to have they're going to have to pay for it. They're going to have to deal with it, you right. know. Just tell them they have to pay for it. You know, it was more like do what we got to do. What does the customer want us to do? Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I think I think we were pretty extreme actually. Um and I think at the end of the day, like, turns out, like, a lot of customers are willing to even help pay for some of this stuff because sure. they recognize, like, maybe they didn't communicate properly. Or, right. Yeah. And let them, you know, like, we don't need yeah. to, we don't need to spend every last dollar of the company. <laughs> it's just, it's just, <laughs> right. But I think, I think you're right. Like that, when you have that much confidence, you know that you're not going to have Nate on you about an extra five hours into a project. No when the customer is not satisfied right and you're right we do make that promise to our customers right in the beginning it's like you can call everybody on this list yeah and ask if they had challenges and and problems in their project they will say yes yes but every single one of them shook hands and made eye contact and told us that they're very happy with the end result yeah right you know right well i think that's it's so common to have challenges it's just part of the job and that we try to set that expectation too on the front end yeah as much as we break ourselves up and claim to be the best Mm -hmm. we're not going to tell you that there isn't going to be miscommunication lack of communication mistakes right things are going to break yeah you know right it's it's just we're going to do everything in our power to manage that stuff right right um so yeah any any bit of communication after that is just easy because I have that level of confidence Yeah, of that we've got this. Like, yep. I promise you, like, you will enjoy the end result. Yep. You will, yeah. So Jay does the last question here and then we'll wrap up. Okay. <laughs> if you were stranded on a deserted island Oof. and you could have one tool from your tool, tool trailer, <laughs> what would it be? From the whole tool trailer. Oh boy! So it's kind of like this ja- one. It's kind of like Jamie's, but what would you use that tool for on a stranded island? Yeah, top ten would be a lot easier. Mm, another favorite one tool. Boy, probably wouldn't want the battery saws. They'll probably won't last for too long. Although a corded saw would be Are you even worse. Yeah, that's for. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Boy. We should have prepped you with these questions ahead of time. Maybe. I think I mean we do we do have a handsaw in oh. in our trailer. You probably don't know that, but we do. What in the world do you do with that? I thing? know. It it's collects a little bit of dust, but we do use it every now and then. The batteries go dead or what? <laughs> <laughs> batteries are always dead. <laughs> Well, if I come out to a job well, and you guys are cutting trim with a handsaw, not the I don't trim. Know what to think? Louie and I did cut a log with a handsaw. Oh, that's right. I remember that one. I can't believe how well that worked out. Not to go into that. That was amazing. But so the just handsaw? seems like that would be such a versatile tool. Yeah. Can't think of anything else. So a handsaw on a deserted island. I think it's fair. I think I'd, I think I'd use it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, any uh, words of wisdom or encouragement to our team listening or to our customers that could possibly be listening? Sure. Um, yeah, to wrap up. To customers, like, same thing. You will experience challenges. We do every day. Yep. We're, we're good at it. We've got it. And we specialize in challenges. We do. Absolutely. I've told many customers, like, it's weird if we don't run into something throughout a project. Yep. We've got to. Yep. So the end result will be, you know, what you want it to be. Yep. And um, for the team, um, I think like I said, you know, get 
excited about putting yourself in uncomfortable situations and then put yourself there because the amount of growth is crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. And I've seen it. You know, my last foreman was 30 years old and my other two foremen were 50 years old. Yeah. And he was equally as competent. Yeah. Equally. But he had that. He had that drive. He put himself in those, you know, those weird places. He knew so much. Hmm. So growth is, yeah, it's exponential when you do that stuff. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think, I think them are words that can help any of our team and help our customers. So, yeah. Well, thanks for coming on, Matt. Um, it's been it's been fun. It's been great. Yeah, we look forward to having you back at some point. That would be awesome. Thanks for having me. It's been great. Awesome. <laughs>